to see you here today. It's great to be in God's house with God's people worshiping our Lord together and we welcome you. We welcome our guests especially this morning. Uh, You're very important to us and we're glad that you're here and hope that you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together this morning. A few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets that are on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and uh, Give us the information requested there as much as you feel comfortable giving and pass it down so others can do the same. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter, be sure to put your email address on there and we'll be glad to put you on the list for that. Also, as you pass it down the row, you may want to pass it back down again so that uh, if there are people on the road that you may not uh, know or don't know very well, then you can take a look at what they write down and you can uh, call, be able to call them by name and introduce yourself to them by name uh, after the service. We have a lot of uh, exciting things going on. Today's an exciting day. Uh, you may see that things are kind of shaken up here this morning. We're going to be having our Summerfest today. Uh, we've got a lot of displays out, and um, it's going to be a great day. A lot of our, our teams have been working on these displays uh, for the past couple of weeks, and have uh, uh, each of these uh, displays are are showing something of of what our teams are doing, what our, what we do here at Community Baptist Church. And our idea is that as the community comes in, we will be able to show them uh, some of the wonderful things that we do here at Community Baptist Church. Um, uh, somebody said earlier that, uh, that they didn't realize how much we did here. We do an awful lot here through our church. And I said, yeah, I didn't realize it either. It's no wonder I'm so tired. But today we're going to be having a great day. We're going to be having a, a magic show. We're going to have an old-fashioned ice cream parlor set up. We're going to have music and games and a lot of activities. So we encourage you to come back this afternoon at 2 o'clock to four o'clock. I think the magic show starts about three, three o'clock, I think. And um, uh, so we'll, we'll just have a great time together uh, this afternoon. And, and let me invite you to come and also invite you to invite your friends and your neighbors. This is a great opportunity for them to, to learn about our church and find out uh, how, how great we are. You know, that sounds a little proud, doesn't it? But I am proud of our church. We are a great church, and this will um, uh, help our our community know what we are all about. With With that regards also, though, we need to kind of reconfigure our church building uh, after the worship service, between the end of our worship service and 2 o'clock. So if some of you could hang around, some of you strong bodies can hang around for a few minutes after service. We're going to be picking up most of these chairs and putting them, storing them in the room there. So uh, if you can hang around for a few minutes after, you know, many hands make light work. So uh, it won't take too long if we have enough people to help. So we would certainly appreciate that. It's not like you haven't done it before, right? <laughs> most of us have moved plenty of chairs. 
Um, also, we, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, we um, uh, sponsored a book signing from Burt Montgomery at the uh, uh, Fire Dome Pizza. We have some books left over. We have about four or five books left over. Uh, the titles, there are two books. The titles are Elvis, Willie, Jesus, and Me. And the second book is Psychic Pancakes and Communion Pizzas. Uh, these are uh, collections of essays that he has written. They're humorous. They're inspiring. They're very good. And uh, if you would like to have one of those books, then uh, you can see me or, or come by the church office and pick one up. They're $15 a piece. And, um, uh, and we'd like to get those sold, okay? So if you'd like to purchase one of those, please, um, please see me. Uh, now, I think, uh, Phyllis, you have an announcement about our Sunday School Mission Project. It's looking good over there. Look at all that stuff. Thank everybody for all the contributions you've made. And as you can see looking around the room, there's been a lot of people put in a lot of work for the Summerfest. And I so appreciate all the talents that have been thrown into this, putting it to, together. Uh, our mission uh, for the summer, sponsored by the Sunday Morning Bible Classes, has been biblically inspired food donations for community outreach. Uh, this week was the story of Jacob and Esau with the lentil stew, and so uh, all of you brought in beans today. Uh, next Sunday comes from uh, what we studied in Sunday school this morning, Ruth. Uh, chapter 2, verse 2 and verse 25, and it was the story of Ruth gleaning grain for Naomi and herself. And Ruth said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain. So Ruth stayed close to the servant girls of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. So next Sunday will coincide with our usual second Sunday cereal collection. And so the food to bring next week is all kinds of cereal. Uh, also on the, that cereal Sunday, we normally will take up any uh, Sureway stamps, food-saving stamps that you might have that you're not saving. And so there'll be a little basket over there if you want to bring in any stamps that we pass on to community outreach. So remember, next week will be our fifth week, so we're getting toward the end. And it will be kinds of cereal. And I know that uh, we all appreciate you doing this, and I know Community Outreach does too. Thank you. Thank you, Phyllis. And I think Christine has an announcement as well. As you know, school started this week, and so always on the heels of the beginning of school is our Upward Ministry. Uh, today, during the Summerfest, we have our upward table over here by our uh, tunnel, by our upward tunnel, and we will have volunteer information and we'll also have registration forms. So if you see any children that come in for the Summerfest who might be interested in enrolling for upward, just send them over to our table and we can give them all the uh, registration forms. They cannot go through the evaluation today. They will have to come back for that, but they can get all the information they need. Next week, instead of having our normal cafe, there'll be a prayer and volunteer breakfast for Upward, and we're going to be serving pancakes and sausage and bacon. The Upward team will be preparing all this, and that will be from 9 o'clock till 9.45. So we hope that you'll come. And at that time, we'll also be asking you uh, to sign your prayer commitment cards. We're not going to do prayer teams this year. We're just asking for everyone to volunteer to pray for the 100 days. And if you'll also include your email address on those forms, we're going to email you each day to remind you what the prayer request is. And we're working on a way, and if there's any anybody out there who's a guru at texting, we're working on a way where we could text you the prayer request each day. I know there's a way to do that. We just haven't figured it out yet. Also, next Sunday, if you can bring cookies, whenever we take the brochures to the school starting next Monday, we like to take cookies to the uh, staff of the school just in appreciation for them distributing our brochures. The only thing on that is that we ask that you don't bring any chocolate with the heat. We don't want to have to try, try to take chocolate because it tends to melt when it's waiting in the car. Uh, August 21st begins our 100 days of prayer, and that is really the most vital ingredient to our upward ministry. We need you to be praying for these children. 
for the volunteers, and for the families. And August 22nd, that's when our evaluations begin. And if you could help in any way with a scholarship, we have a lot of families that participate in Upward that need help. And a full scholarship is $65, but any type of donation towards the scholarships would be appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. We are doing a lot, aren't we? Uh, but it's good because we're doing it for the sake of Christ. Uh, let me invite you to stand now and let's uh, share the love of Christ with one another as we uh, greet each other in the name of the Lord. Children, come on forward for our children's moment. Miss Mary's up here, and uh, we've got some special recognition today. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Not only do we need the younger children here today... I would like for all the children to come up, please. Even the youth, even the high school. Okay, Logan's not coming. I'm going to read you just one little passage. And if you haven't figured out, today is a very important day for all of these young men, young ladies, because we did... Pardon? Oh, yeah. Well, we can't forget the summer fest. You're right. But we did have a, a wonderful Thursday and Friday. We all started back to school. And if you guys were like I was, about 1030, both Thursday and Friday, I'm like, I don't like this. I need my nap. But anyway, we're going to make it a great year. And we're not going to take too much of your time, but we do want to thank you all for being parents to all of our kids because it takes all of us to raise these kids. It really does. And I have one little passage, and then we're going to do something really neat. When we set an example of honesty, our children will be honest. When we encircle them with love. And you guys, look at all these people that are encircling you with love. They will be loving. When we meet life with laughter, oh, you got to laugh. You got to laugh if you get lost in the hallway, as I heard some people got kind of lost this week at school. When we meet life with laughter and a twinkle in our eye, they will develop a sense of humor. You guys just know when you go to school this week, we'll have five days this week, it'll be a long week, but just know that God is always with you every minute. If you get lost, if you have a teacher that really shouldn't be teaching, just know that you can talk to God. I'm sorry, was that mean? But, sorry. <laughs> I hear it from my kids, we, you know, and just know that you can always go to God in prayer and he will get you through the day. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Okay. This is what we're going to do. Youth, come on up here. Real quick here. Come on up here, youth. Ah. Okay. My little ones, you guys can stay here just for a second. Mercedes, Jackson, you're over here now. Oh my gosh, you all can just keep your seats just for a second. Let's recognize our wonderful children of the church. Help me thank them. Oh, lucky here, look. Oh, 
Okay, Jesse, put your hand down. Just because you're a senior, you think you're a big dog this year. All right. Heather Marcy. Mar oh, excuse me. Known this girl for how many years now? Six or seven? This is the first morning I've ever heard it's Heather Marseille. Eighth grade, South Middle School. Nathaniel Hobbs, freshman of county. Woohoo! <laughs> Ian Jake Dunham, my big seventh grader this year. Jesse Hobgood, big dog senior at county this year. Woohoo! Oh, go, Jesse. Mr. Kurt Knight, my morning person. Seventh grade at North Middle School. He, he comes to our house and we get the pleasure of riding the car together and we have some conversations we can't talk about in church. <laughs> Kelsey Dunham, my big eighth grader, last year at North. Mercedes Rutledge, sixth grade at North. And Jackson Fleming, sixth grade at South. All right? All right, you guys can all be seated. Good job. Kaylee Neal, you know if you don't come up here, girlfriend, you're going to get... Kaylee Neal has already volunteered to do games today, 6th grade at South. Maggie Vincent. Oh, I know. Maggie Vincent, 5th grade at Spotsville. Go Maggie. Woo, I know. Landon Zimmerman, you know I'm going to point you out if you don't come up here. I tell you, um, sophomore at county. All right, let's see anybody else. Okay, all right, you guys get to stand up. Oh, Logan, get up here. You're going to have to learn to do this in school anyway. <laughs> Kurt Haynes has done a wonderful job with grades three, four, and five, as all of our Sunday school teachers do. And I do want to announce that Rachel Hobbs, Hobson, I get on, Rachel Hobson has agreed to take our preschool Sunday school room. Where are you, Rachel? Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Let me make sure I get these right. Mr. Logan North, entering fifth grade at Jefferson Elementary. Way to go, bud, last year. Dane North, entering third grade at Jefferson. Way to go. Mr. Hemi Morgan, third grade at South Heights, correct? Jerry, second grade at Jefferson. And you know what? The first thing he did when he walked in? I love second grade. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, gosh. Miss Meredith Denton, second grade at Chandler Elementary. Right. Already singing Miss Knight's praises. <laughs> Miss Jasmine Fleming, not in school yet, but we are sure glad you're here. Look at this beautiful girl. And Sissy here, Miss Lexis Rutledge. Did I get that right? Okay, finally. All right, Miss Lexis is going into fourth grade at Spotsville Elementary. Miss Gracie Nation Preschool. And she made it to the top of the Children's Church Board over there. Miss Georgia Spalding. Georgia is going into preschool this year. Way to go, Georgia. And Neva, we're glad you're here too. All right, did I miss any of our church children? We love you. Know that anytime you need somebody to put an arm around you, you can come to any one of these people. And we hope you have a great school year. Thank you. The scripture today is Matthew 11:25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us pray. We come here today to worship and praise you, dear Lord. We come to give thanks. Thank you for this church, what it means in the lives of its members and in the community, and is evidenced by our beautiful children today. Thank you for the fellowship we have together. Thank you for Jesus Christ, whose love for us makes it all possible. And thank you, as the scripture said, for knowing those who are weary and carrying heavy burdens can come to you for rest. O Lord, draw near to each of us for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good has an announcement to make. This is anniversary Sunday. This is the seventh anniversary of the Hobbs family being with us. I know we'd all like to express our appreciation with a round of applause. I think Tim said in his announcement, we've got a lot going on, and when you have a lot going on, things go by quickly, and they have. It's, it's hard to believe. And we're going to do something different this year. In honor of the Hobbs family for the seventh anniversary, we want you all to pick a charity that you have in common with Tim. And it's easy to do that because there is so much difference he's made in the seven years that he's been here, whether it's hospice or habitat uh, through the church here. Uh, and uh, the community outreach. So if you've got uh, a charity, whether it's through the church, through Upward Basketball, uh, through uh, the outreach, uh, pick that, make a donation, make it in honor of the Hobbs family, and we'll all be blessed. And when we have our offertory prayer, let's all in our hearts say a, a prayer of thanks for the seven years that we've had with the Hobbs family. Let us pray. O oh God of the universe, in our little corner of the world, we come to you this morning remembering that you are the giving God. You give us your love. You give us our bread for the day. You, forgive, you give us your forgiveness. In response to your love, care, and forgiveness, we come again to this altar giving ourselves our love to this community our forgiving spirit, and offering ourselves to you as you give your all for us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
I'm not sure whether to say amen or wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Summer, for such a beautiful song. And we are standing on holy ground. Um, I hope you know that. And um, you have helped us be in that holy place. Thank you, Summer. There's a, a delightful little story about an elderly woman who had always wanted to travel abroad. Uh, she had never been out of the country before, so she started the process by getting her passport. She went to the passport office and asked how long it would take for the passport to be issued, and the clerk told her that she would have to take the loyalty oath first. Raise your right hand, he said, and so the lady did as she was told. Do you swear to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, domestic or foreign, the clerk asked? At which point the lady's face turned a little pale and her voice trembled as she asked in a very small voice, um, all by myself? <laughs> well, you know, that would be a daunting responsibility to bear alone, wouldn't it? But our lesson for today is about bearing those large loads of responsibility and what we can do to ease the burden. It comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This passage reminds me of the Statue of Liberty that stands in the, in the New York Harbor, welcoming immigrants from almost every nation on earth. Within the pedestal of this statue, there's a poem written by Emma Lazarus with these immortal words that describe the highest ideals of our nation. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Well, today as a nation, we may not be quite as willing to extend that invitation as we once were, but thankfully Christ still extends his invitation to all those who are tired and poor. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Is there anyone in this room who knows what it's like to be tired? Anybody? Yeah, I, I thought so. Most of us do. I was amused to read about an incident that took place at Yosemite National Park a while back. Uh, some of you may be familiar with a gigantic dome of rock in that park known as Half Dome. Half Dome, dome rises more than 4,700 feet off from the valley floor, and it's, it's a popular hiking destination. And several years ago, a woman called 911 from the top of Half Dome using her cell phone. And according to the dispatch, she says, well, well, I'm at the top and I'm really tired. And so the ranger asked if she felt sick and she said, no, I, I'm just really tired and I want my friends to drive to the base and pick me up. Well, the dispatcher explained that she'd have to hike down the trail just like she hiked up the trail. But the visitor, visitor said, you don't understand, I'm really tired. And what happened next? Well, it, it turned out that we really got lucky, the ranger said. Her cell phone died. <laughs> Anyone who's ever gone on a long hiking trip like that can probably sympathize. A person can get really tired on a hike like that. And I, I haven't been to the top of Half Dome, but I've been to Yosemite and taken some of those hikes, and I got really tired. You can do that especially if you're not used to, to that much exertion. So do you know what it's like to be really tired? I heard about a mom who was playing cops and robbers in the backyard with her children, and one of her boys pointed a toy gun at her and shouted, Bang, you're dead! 
And so she slumped to the ground. And when she didn't get up, a, a neighbor ran over to see what was wrong. And as the neighbor was bending over her, the mom opened one eye and said, shh, don't blow my cover. It's the only chance I get to have a little rest. Well, hikers and busy moms are not the, the only ones who are tired, of course. Fatigue can take its toll on all of us. Gordon McDonald says that his father taught him how to ski when he was a young boy. And McDonald still remembers one of the first pieces of advice that his father gave him. He said, remember, son, more accidents happen in the final hour of the day than at any other time. And McDonald said that he's learned that that is true. Trying to, to get one last run in before the ski slope closes. Some skiers will rush down the slope forgetting that their, their bodies are tired and that their reflexes are no longer as sharp as they were earlier in the day. Shadows are long and icy spots are hidden and the combination of a depleted body and obstacles that are not easily seen creates a condition in which accidents are far more likely to occur. His dad was right. And at the end of the day, it is wise to ski more cautiously. Fatigue has been a, a factor in many tragic accidents, not only with skiers, but also with drivers. I won't ask if any of you, you have ever fallen asleep at the wheel. Fortunately, you lived to tell about it. But it happens more often than we would like to think. And often the consequences of that are tragic. Fatigue causes slow reflexes, poor decision-making. There is evidence that some of the best-known tragedies in our history, the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the Challenger rocket explosion, the Chernobyl uh, nuclear reactor meltdown, and the Three-Mile uh, three Island accident, these were all caused in part by decisions made by people in critical positions who were suffering from fatigue. Many people have trouble sleeping at night. According to, us, to the Sleep Foundation, more than 60% of all Americans get less than eight hours of sleep, which is, the, which is what an average adult requires. 43% of Americans report that several days each month they're too sleepy to perform efficiently at their jobs or at home. Or on a less dramatic scale, how many of us get grouchy and short-tempered when we don't get enough sleep? It's almost as if Christ had us in mind when he spoke these beautiful words. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You realize, of course, that a tired body is often preceded by a tired mind. Not always, of course. Some people are tired because of the hard physical labor that they do, while others are tired because of strenuous recreational activity though not as many as you might think. Um, many people who are into running or swimming or basketball or some other strenuous sport will tell you that over time, exercise actually produces more energy than it depletes. It's sitting around doing nothing that's the fastest way to grow, grow tired and, and out of sorts. But of course, I realize that strenuous exercise is not for everybody. Uh, one doctor said, uh, one man said that his doctor told him that jogging would add years to his life. And the man said, I think he was right. I feel 10 years older already. <laughs> Another poor guy said he finished 50 push-ups this morning. But then he adds that he started those push-ups in 2005. <laughs> most of us are not tired from straining our muscles. For most of us, our fatigue is, is mental. You know, it takes a lot of energy to deal with customers all day. It's draining to sit in front of a computer screen all day. Some of us have jobs that are repetitive or require precision, and that focus wears us down. And so we, we drag ourselves into our homes each night, barely able to put one foot in front of the other, and we're tired. We're beat. 
But then something interesting happens. The phone rings and a, and a friend asks us to go shopping or dancing or bowling or something else that we enjoy doing. And suddenly we have a burst of energy. And that disavows our exclamations of being tired. You ever notice that? Where does that new energy come from? It comes from our mind. And you know, it, it's amazing how, how, how much energy people have who are driven by a sense of purpose. If you align your life up with some great purpose in life, it's amazing how much power and how much energy you can produce. In fact, these words from Jesus speak to us of the very source of that energy. Come to me, he says, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when Jesus talks about the yoke here, I, th I think he's saying that we need to get ready to work in tandem with Christ. You see, the, the rest that, that Jesus gives to us is not the rest of, of lying around doing nothing. That's not what Jesus wants of us. And that's not what he means when he says that he will give us rest. He's not saying that, that it's vacation time or it's, it's time just to sit around and lounge around and do nothing. No. The rest that Jesus gives to us is the rest of a, of a renewed mind, a refreshed spirit. It's the rest of a, a new purpose for living. One of the, the greatest missionaries of the 20th century was a man named E. Stanley Jones. Jones was a man of, of amazing energy who wrote several best-selling books. But as we look back over his career, it's hard to imagine that, that it was once in jeopardy and, and almost cut short by, by chronic worry. When he first arrived in India, Jones wore himself out, working and worrying. I was suffering so severely from brain fatigue and nervous exhaustion, he wrote, that I collapsed, not once, but several times. Aboard a ship returning to America, Jones collapsed again, and a doctor put him on bed rest. After a year's time of rest, he attempted to go back to, to India, but became a, a bundle of nerves on the trip over and arrived in India, a broken man. His colleagues warned him that any attempt to continue his, his ministry in such a state would probably kill him. But while praying one night, groping in emotional darkness, Jones seemed to hear a voice ask him, are you yourself ready for this work to which I've called you? And Jones replied, no, Lord, I'm done for. I've reached the end of my resources. And then the voice seemed to say, if you will turn that over to me and not worry about it, I'll take care of it. And so Jones answered, Lord, I close the bargain right here. A great sense of peace came over Jones. He, he felt a rush of abundant life that seemed to sweep him off his feet. His energy returned. His enthusiasm returned. He plunged back into his work with a vitality that he had never known before. And Jones went on to spend the rest of his life in India, ministering there and, and writing numerous books and ministering to thousands of people all over the world. He later wrote... This one thing I know, my life was completely transformed and uplifted that night when at the depth of my weakness and depression, a voice said to me, if you will turn that over to me, I'll take care of it. And I replied, Lord, I close the bargain right here. Maybe you and I need to close a bargain with God this morning. Do you have that sense of peace that E. Stanley Jones found in his encounter with God. So many of us are, are tired because of mental and emotional conflicts that are draining us of our energy. 
Well, here it is, folks. We need to turn those worries and concerns and doubts and fears over to God. And then we need to be yoked to Jesus. You know, that elderly lady who went to the passport office didn't want to feel the weight of protecting the United States all by herself. And and that's a common mistake. You see, many of us are trying to shoulder our burdens alone. But folks, let me tell you something. These are burdens that Christ wants to shoulder with us. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, a yoke is commonly associated with oxen or, or a- other animals that are harnessed together so that a, a, a farmer can pull a plow in, in a field or haul a load. But, but to be yoked to Christ is to allow Him to share the burden of our daily lives. It's to, uh, to allow Him to take off of our shoulders the weight of trying to solve our own problems. Dr. Herb True tells about a conversation that he once had with a trainer of Clydesdale horses. And according to this trainer, the average Clydesdale is able to pull about 7,000 pounds. 7,000 pounds. But if you put two Clydesdales together, he said, their combined pull should equal about 18,000 pounds. However, working as a team with proper training, these same two Clydesdale are capable of pulling... 25,000 pounds, more than three times as much as one horse can pull alone. In business, we call that synergy. You get two people complementing one another to work together, and much more can be produced than by any one person working alone. And so imagine this, folks. Imagine how effective our lives could be if we worked together with Christ. The English theologian F.B. Meyer once visited the American evangelist Dwight L. Moody. Moody was showing Meyer a team of oxen. And, and when, he, when he said that, that whenever one of the, those oxen were being yoked in, the other one, no matter where he was, he may be on the other end of the field, would come trotting up and stand beside the first one until he was yoked in as well. Meyer then made this encouraging application to us in our relationship with Jesus. He said, Jesus stands today with the yoke upon his shoulder. And he calls to each one and says, come and share my yoke and let us plow together the long furrow of your life. And I will be a true yoke fellow to you. And the burden shall be on me. How about you this morning? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you ready to trust the Lord with all your worries and emotional conflicts? Then take his yoke upon yourself and learn from him. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. My friends, the time has come today to lay your burdens on the shoulders of Jesus. His shoulders are much stronger and broader than yours. You can't handle it alone. But with Christ's help, there is nothing in this life that you can't survive and even thrive. And we take great comfort and solace in that. Because God is with us. Amen. We're going to sing together number 450. I need thee every hour. You know, that's so appropriate because we do need Christ every hour. Sometimes our lives are are wonderful and things are falling right in place and everything's working out for us and, 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 and nothing could be better. You know what? Christ is there during those times. But I have to tell you that that's not all of our lives because there comes a time in each of our lives 
where things seem to just fall to pieces. Hardship hits us. We face troubles that we never thought we would have to face. We face struggles that we're not prepared for. And it hurts and it's hard. But here's the good news. Christ is there too. And Christ is more than willing to help you shoulder that load. Now, if you've never made a commitment to Christ, I hope you'll do it today. Because if you don't, it's going to be a hard life for you. It's going to be a hard life. So make that commitment to Christ this morning if you've never done that. If you're looking for a church home to be a part of, we invite you to come and unite with our church. Because one way that Christ strengthens us is through each other. So we invite you to come and join this group of people who strengthen each other. Or maybe you just need a time of prayer. We invite you to come as we sing together. I need thee every hour. Would you come? for your presence with us this morning. Let me remind you that we do need some help after the service for, to move some chairs. Let's bow for our benediction. Go into the world, all of you who are weary and burdened, having, having experienced for this short hour the rest that comes in the presence of Christ. May you go now refreshed and encouraged to seek God's will and to do the work of the one who said, take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. Amen.